In Brownsville, the Community Improvement Corporation, classified as a Type B Economic Development Group, is involved with quality of life projects. I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian. The executive director of the Brownsville Community Improvement Corporation, Josh Mejia, spoke to Steve Taylor about some of the projects his organization is working on. This is what it sounded like. This is Steve Taylor for the Rear Grande Guardian. We're in Brownsville, Texas today. We're at the offices of the Brownsville Community Improvement Corporation and we're here because a recent announcement was made that the interim executive director, Josh Mejia, has been named full-time executive director. So uh, we thought it would be a good idea to come by and meet up with Josh again. He's always very welcoming to the Rear Grande Guardian when we're when we're in town and uh, tells us about the um, the growth of Brownsville and the, uh, the projects he's working on. So we'll get straight into it and, ask, and say just congratulations, Josh. Great to meet you again and uh, tell us about the announcement. Thank you. Um, yeah, we're, we're very excited. The board felt uh, it was appropriate to uh, appoint already a, a director full-time, especially with the momentum that we've been carrying with all the prior projects. And uh, honestly, since I was appointed interim, I felt that the momentum has not stopped. And you know, my primary goal was to continue increasing that momentum. And I think as a team, we've done a phenomenal job to be able to provide context uh, in the phrase economic development in, in, in terms of what the BCIC or the Type B Economic Development Organization does for our community. So we're very thrilled and excited to be able to push that direction and provide that context needed. And tell us a little bit, Josh, about yourself, your local boy. Yeah, that's, that's, that's right. I'm a product of Brownsville. I, I went to the public school system here. Uh, I did go to high school at uh, the South Texas Independent School District over in Mercedes at the Science Academy. And, and from there, I just pursued a career in business administration with marketing. And I've had the opportunity to work in the public and private sector, doing a lot of government relations as well and working with one fortune 500 company which was a very good experience to have but you know i had this question asked to me by by steve clark over at the brownsville herald and i mentioned to him that where our offices are located are actually a few blocks away from where i was born and raised so it's it's very good to to have that close attachment to my roots and being able to witness the growth from the very beginning so i'm very excited and looking forward to to accomplishing that great Tell us then a little bit about the Brownsville Community Improvement Corporation. I know it's um, you here in Brownsville. You have two types of economic development corporations. This being one, the other being the the Greater Brownsville Incentives Corporation. That's right. And so you do work. You, your work is slightly different to theirs. Tell us about the work you do. So I'm sure everyone has been aware of. Um the ongoing changes in administration uh, in the city. Now with the political elections already done and over with, uh, we are now seeing new leadership taking position. And so during this transition, you know, like you mentioned, Brownsville is very blessed to be able to have two types of economic development organizations. One that is strictly focused on recruitment of primary jobs, which is GBIC, the Greater Brownsville Incentives Corporation. And the other one is the Type B, which is allowed to do everything the Type A 
is able to do in addition to quality of life projects, right? But for many years, uh, we, we've sort of had this capacity of, of implementing the full range uh, spectrum of economic development for our community. And the least thing that we want to do is to be able to overlap or compete or, or just, you know, have a cannibalistic effect on both organizations and both endeavors. So our role as, as uh, BCIC, as a type B EDO, we're kind of seeing the full spectrum, seeing what the voids are that are not being filled, and then having a more proactive approach in ensuring that we work on the projects that are not necessarily being focused on by the type A and complement or supplement what the type A is doing. So we have this awesome synergy that we haven't seen before in our community, and that goes all the way to city manager's office. You know, City managers also implementing their own strategies in economic development so that we ensure that the community is seeing that full spectrum and full impact of what economic development can do for a community in the state. I know that it's perhaps not the case in some other cities in the Valley that you see that synergy, but you're you're confident, you feel that, I mean, you share the same offices as, as, as GBEC, but, it, but working with the city as well, you are all in sync on what needs to be done and, and where you're going. Yeah, that, that's right. Uh, I think uh, if you look online or through publications, you can start seeing a variety of, of topics of conversation that revolve around economic development. We hear the phenomenal campaign of, of We Grow Our Own that GBIC is currently working on to address workforce development issues. And, you know, you're actively hearing about the uh, companies that are being considered for recruitment. And then what we're coming in, and, and we're also, you know, we have a history of working with the development of parks, trail systems, uh, improving tourism. Now you'll start seeing a little bit more about working with the existing human capital that we have in our community through efforts in, in entrepreneurship, small business development. And now with the Expanding Frontiers project, I mean, we're just hoping that we can break into those emerging industries and start bridging those uh, resources needed for our human capital to be able to thrive on those opportunities. That was actually going to be my next question because I'd read something about this Expanding Frontiers project and I just thought I've got to find out more about this because this seems uh, an incredible, another a new project for, for Brownsville with great potential. So if you could explain more, explain to the listeners more about it. So ex Expanding Frontiers is a project that's sort of the brainchild of Dr. Janae that w works very closely with the Stargate program. At UTRGV. At UTRGV, correct. And uh, he felt it was necessary for the city to start expanding on these uh, space opportunities that are going to be seen with SpaceX. There's a lot of interest, organic, in, uh, organic interest in our community revolving around space and technology, but we really needed to capitalize or at least develop some sort of of uh, catch-all for the city to be an attractive point for that new investment coming in. So that's how Expanding Frontiers, you know, just got recently um, uh, publicly noticed online when we released that press release. But Expanding Frontiers is supposed to be that catalyst mechanism that develops the economic development strategy for all that type of new investment coming in and opens up those opportunities in new space for all the local human capital and any human capital that wants to come in. So it's, it's a very multifaceted approach, but with the experts that we're currently in conversations with, including folks over at NASA, I think we're just validating the opportunity that we have here in our community and just making it known elsewhere. And uh, we want to be part of that growing trend, at least the forefront of that growing trend. Do you allow, do you allow yourself at certain times to, to just project forward and think what might happen from 
from little seeds like that being planted now when, when, when as SpaceX develops and all the add-ons, all the um, ancillary um, via, uh, companies that would, would potentially come here, the startups, the entrepreneurs that are going to be interested with this particular project, Expanding Frontiers, where it, may, where it just might lead to. I mean, it's, it's quite amazing, the, the potential. Yeah, I think... Um you know, being a Brownsville native and, and kind of seeing things uh, from its history into where we are now, you know, we, we are the largest city real estate-wise. We are multimodal. We have many trade avenues that we can pursue. However, I think uh, in terms of economic development for the community, we have to have a common vision as to what that potential looks like and what that potential's return on investment could look like for the people that are currently living here. So in that, uh, in that essence, uh, we need to think a little bit more about the opportunities that will be available 5, 10, 15 years from now. In addition to that, we don't want to neglect any low-hanging fruits that come our way. But we have to be very cognizant to be able to weigh both opportunities, both types of opportunities equally so that we address the needs that we have at the moment and prepare ourselves to be the community that we want to be for any future and emerging technologies or industries coming into our community. So we don't want to be working retroactively or reactively. We want to make sure that we have a couple steps ahead of the game so that we're not falling on the, on the wayside. Mm. Going to move, move on to another project that we, we'd like to learn more about, uh, although we have written about it before in the Rio Grande Guardian, but we have an opportunity now perhaps to uh, give, it, to give uh, the, the listeners the latest update on eBridge this uh, this new facility that you're working on which will be a home for for tomorrow's entrepreneurs and uh, very innovative uh, people working under one roof um, can you tell us what the th- idea of that was and, and how things are going yeah I'd be more than happy to uh, the the latest update that we have we just performed our preliminary studies for the building that got selected it's a 36,000 square foot building two floors uh, we're in the final phase right now with, with EDA for consideration for additional funding for it. Uh, we're very excited. You know, we've, we've sort of worked for now a little over two years on the type of programming and resources that we want to have, the types of goals that we strategize. Uh, one of the tidbits that I can share with you right now is, is an ongoing conversation that we're having with Index Matamoros and their innovation center across the border. Now, with an innovation center of that capacity, we're looking forward to housing the future businesses that could be derived from that center. Now, we're not being exclusive with our partners next door. From what we're seeing is that once we pitch with the concept of the project, everybody else seems to be excited and, and can finally see a focal point in terms of entrepreneurship here in the Valley, a place or a home base, per se, that allows for entrepreneurs to get started, get assistance from that seed level, moving up to the venture capital level, and so on and so forth, and scale up. And, and that's the ultimate objective for, for anybody, you know, whether it's an entrepreneur with capital or without capital, to be able to feel that as soon as they step in those doors, they'll be assisted and they'll find resources at every level of growth in their business, from startup to that scalable business, uh, to be able to reach its maximum potential. And we're hoping that, you know, once we establish that relationship, that sort of assistance and commitment on behalf of the community for those entrepreneurs, that they establish those businesses here in the community. You know, we want to be able to create jobs for our area. We want to be able to create the opportunities for individuals that might be in that K-12 level 
that are unaware of the opportunities that are within the community. And, and, and that to me is, is probably the most fulfilling project in terms of working with the existing resources, the existing individuals that are in our community that make up who we are exactly. And um, there was nothing like that, like this before in Brownsville. There was a void in the marketplace. Uh, Brownsville just did not have this sort of facility under all under one roof where you could really um, think, well, we're going we're gonna to have everything here to assist the budding entrepreneurs of tomorrow. Yeah, and, and to expand a little bit on that, on that comment, um, when we started doing our research as to what type of project or product we would develop, we began realizing that a lot of the resources that a lot of folks go outside of Brownsville to look for were actually in Brownsville. And all we were doing were we were learning to become expert facilitators in creating the type of ecosystem that will just foster the growth for entrepreneurs. So when, when you, and it's a common statement that you might hear all across the Valley. I've experienced it before when I was in school here locally that most of the students, they want to depart the valley to be able to find these opportunities, the high-paying jobs, the quality of life that they're looking for. My objective and part of the vision that I want to, to share with everybody is that we can bring those opportunities back here, those fundamental opportunities that will turn into something so substantial that will offer other opportunities, whether it's jobs, skills development, to the growing generation that comes after and, and I think we're all taking the right steps. The, the mentality of the city manager's office is to be able to think past the five-year mark in terms of land use, the type of growth that we're experiencing. And that's just that, the beauty of the synergy that we're now seeing in our community. Good. Well, we're come, coming close to wrapping up the interview. We, so, we, again, appreciate your time. Um, any other projects you feel uh, that the public should know about at this stage? You, you know, you're probably working on some things that mm-hmm. are not yet ripe for... Um, for announcement, but any other things you're working on that you feel the public should know about today? We, we definitely have some uh, exciting projects. We just launched uh, about 60 days ago the opening of the Business Improvement and Growth Grant Project, uh, which allows for individuals that want to establish a business within downtown Brownsville to tap into uh, interior and exterior capital improvement incentives, as well as a rent subsidy program that anybody can, can take advantage of. And, and we've allocated 600000 for this pilot program, and, and I'm very proud to say that we're about halfway done with the funding that was allocated for a three-year program, and we haven't even broken that 90-day mark. So we've been seeing a very good uh, turnout. We've been seeing a lot of private investment coming into downtown. That's one of the recent programs that we opened. Uh, we're excited to, to talk about Project Line which is going to soon bring 300 full-time jobs into our Boca Chica corridor. So we're very much excited about that project, and we're looking forward to publicly announcing that one soon, along with our partners over at the city of Brownsville as well. But we have very exciting uh, announcements to make. It's only been 60 days now since my appointment, and uh, you know it's, it's, it's a guarantee, and I can guarantee this to the community that you know, we haven't lost momentum. We're still moving forward. We're applying a new vision. We're ensuring that the stakeholders, the most important stakeholders, are heard, and that's the community that's going to be impacted by any strategy that we come up with. So we're very much excited. We have a great team dynamic with our staff and our board and our new leadership now. We're ready to move forward, and we're ready to compete at a whole new level.
Anything else you want to say? I mean, I appreciate the time. The Rio Grande Guardian is an exemplary publication. We look forward to bridging any opportunities that you might be able to take advantage of. And we have an open doors policy. We believe in transparency in our organization. Anybody that's willing to uh, send me a comment, question, project idea, feel free to do so. You know, my email is publicly available. It's jmejia at bcic.us. I'm here to help out anybody, and we're looking forward to the future. Josh Mejia, Executive Director, Brownsville Community Improvement Corporation. Thank you so much for today's interview. That was the Executive Director of the Brownsville Community Improvement Corporation, Josh Mejia, speaking to Steve Taylor of the Rio Grande Guardian. And that's what it sounded like.